the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Here to preach the good news, heal the brokenhearted, set captives free, and bring restoration to our community, this is Isaiah 61. From Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, here's Pastor Solomon. Hello, everybody. I'm excited again to come your way uh, to you wherever you are. And um, bless God for tuning in again today. I have a special guest here. He's a dear friend of ours. Uh, Spirit of the Lord Church has so many connections, so many affiliates and ministry partners across uh, the globe. And one of one special one is New Birth New Cathedral Worship Center. I'm sorry, New Cathedral Worship Center, which um, is headed by Pastor Shelby, and he is here to be a blessing to us. Listen, you have a now word from God from Pastor Shelby, and then f- today and next week he's going to be a blessing to us. So I will turn it over to him, and he's got the mic from now on. Amen. Praise God. Bless you, Pastor Solomon. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, on your show, um, excited to just share uh, some things that God had uh, has, has has laid up on my heart. Um, it, it is an honor and a privilege, and I don't count it slack. Thank yes. you so much. Uh, I will say, people of God, bless you. Those of you that are tuning in, uh, I thought that Pastor Solomon and I were going to be having a conversation. <laughs> And he said, oh, no, sir, I'm not saying anything. You're going to just share what God has laid on your heart. And so so, uh, we we will do just that. Uh, We're living in some some very difficult times these days, and and there's so many things that are happening. And so uh, I often share that we have to get to the Word of God. And the word of God is what's going to keep us. The word of God is what's going to sustain us and help us through. And so I was thinking about the book of Genesis, uh, go all the way to the beginning, the book of Genesis, thinking about uh, chapter number 30, 31 and 32, the story about Jacob in 31 and verse three, the Bible says, and I won't read all of it because we don't have time. uh, The Bible speaks about uh, the Lord speaking to Jacob and he told Jacob, I want you to, to return to the land of your fathers, the land of your kindred. He said, I'll be with you. And then when you jump over into chapter number 32, the Bible starts talking about how Jacob was afraid and he was scared to go back home. And yes. on his route, he, he in, in verse 11, he, he says, Lord, please deliver me from the hand of my brother. And what we got to understand is Jacob had a past, just like many of us. (laughs) We've all have a past. And Jacob was concerned about his past catching up with him because the Lord told me to go. But now that I'm going, I'm not for certain. Am I going to make it? Am I going to get through what God has told me to do? And so uh, Jacob goes and then uh, uh, on his way back, he decides to send 
his mother, his, his wife, his children, his family. He sends them in a different direction. Mm. And when he sends them in a di- different direction, the Bible says he sent them over the brook. And then in about verse, verse number uh, 24 of Genesis chapter 32, the Bible says, and Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled with him a man until the breaking of the day. And when he prevailed not against him, he touched the howl of Jacob's thigh. And the howl of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with the spirit. And then the spirit says to him, uh, you need to let me go. <laughs> Look, <laughs> let me go. But Jacob turns around and says, I will not let you go except you bless me. So it goes on, and then in about verse 28, the Bible says uh, that the spirit asks Jacob, what is your name? It says, my name is Jacob. It says, no, no, no longer is your name Jacob, but it is now called Israel, because thou hast power with God and with man, and you have prevailed. Here in this particular passage of scripture that I didn't get a chance to fully read, and I need you to read it, read it sometimes on your own, uh, chapters number 31 and 32 of Genesis Here in this particular passage, the Bible speaks so passionately about a man who has a past, a man who has made some mistakes. As a matter of fact, Jacob's name means deceitful one. And so he has a past. Let's be real. Many of us, we have a past. Oh, your name is Pastor Shelby now. Your name is Pastor Solomon now. Yeah. But you you was known for something else before God started using you where you are. So we all have a past, but some kind of way in the end, this man is known for having power with God and men and he prevailed. And so for the just, just a few fleeting moments that we have together, I want to talk about how he got to God and how we need to get to God because we all really want to get to that place in God. How can I be better? How can I be stronger? I used to be known for a, B, and C, but I want to be known now for X, Y, and Z. I, I used to be known for lying and cussing, but now I want to be known for speaking blessings over people's life. I used to be known, or, oh, I don't know if I really want to say this. Some of us used to be known for sleeping around, but now can we be known for Talk sleeping and laying in the presence of God to get a word from him? So how do we get to God? How do we get to that place in God? And so I've got a few uh, quite a few points, but we've we've adjusted for the time frame that we have today. I've got about five or six ways for us to get to God, to get to that place in God. Here's the first way. The first way to get to God, to get to that place in God that you are trying to get to is to do it privately. You've got to get to God privately. Well, Brother Pastor, do you have a scripture to support that? I absolutely do. In verse number 24, the Bible says, and Jacob was left alone. Goes on to say that they wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. But it says, and Jacob was left alone. Do you not know there are times that we have to be alone because in that alone place you can't front you can't fake you have to deal with the real 
issues of life. When you're alone, you have to deal with your own stuff, your own issues, the things that you can block out with music, the things that you can block out with laughter, the things you can block out with hanging out with friends. When you're left alone, you're left alone to deal with the reality of life. But here's what's more important. Watch this, y'all. When you're alone and you're in that private place and you're having private times with God, Mm -hmm. that's when God can really deal with you. That's right. You're not then blocking him out with the cares of this life, but God can deal with you privately. Oh, my goodness. Y'all catch this because watch this. Here's what God does. When he deals with you privately, he's preparing you. Oh, my Mm. God. That's good. What God does is he prepares us privately, but the reason he's preparing us privately is so that he can promote us publicly. Lord, I just said something right there. I hope y'all caught it. God prepares us privately in order to promote us publicly. Oftentimes we have it backwards. We want to be known and we want to be seen and we want to be out front, but we don't have the, uh uh-oh, we don't have the character to deal with the limelight. And so you have too many folk out front, but then when their character comes into play, everything falls and crumbles. And so God wants to deal with us privately. He wants to prepare us privately so that we can get to his point. Number two, he can promote us publicly. Number two is publicly. How do I get to God? I need to get to God publicly. The scripture that I have for that is the same. We're in the same chapter. We haven't moved in verse number 23. The Bible says that Jacob took them. He took his family and sent them over the brook. Pastor, how are you going to connect that one? Because I don't quite get how's that. What does that have to do with publicly? They didn't nobody know where they was. They was over the brook. Well, here's here's the thing. He led them and he directed them to go over the brook he led them and he directed them to go he he was a leader and you must understand in order to be a leader people don't want to follow just anybody they want to follow someone who has a reason for me to follow them and so in order for people to truly follow you especially as a woman or man of god you must do publicly catch this you must display publicly that which god is dealing with you privately because in my private time if i'm truly having prayer time and communication and worship and adoration to god in my private time i ought to demonstrate that publicly so that people can be willing to follow me my goodness Mm. People want to follow those that are truly following Christ. What you do publicly ought to represent what you do privately. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, y'all. I know I'm meddling. Pastor, y'all ain't going to have me back. I know I'm getting ready to start meddling. Because sometimes what we do publicly, it don't look like God. Sometimes what we do, when you thought they was going to cut you off on the road, it really was an accident, and you gave a few choice words, even though your window was rolled up and and certain fingers came down and one specific finger toward the middle came up and you 
cussed them out on the freeway, that, 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 that kind of represents what you do privately. You did it publicly, but yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Oh my goodness, y'all. I ain't got... You're preaching. I'm sorry. I, and I didn't raise my voice. I, I'm not. That's a bad. I ain't supposed to be preaching. I'm just supposed to be talking. Preach. But understand that there are times that we need to practice privately and have a relationship with God privately. So then what we are doing and practicing privately becomes what we do publicly. And then people are willing to follow us. And so if we're going to get to God, we've got to get to God privately, get to God publicly. Then number three, get to God properly. I hope y'all. I hope y'all are able to take some notes today. You can write this down. I'm not. I'm not one of those preachers that just want to kind of get you happy and feel good. I want you to write stuff down so that you can use it later on in the week when you're struggling and you're going through. Number three, get to God properly, Pastor. How do you come to that point? Well, in Genesis 31 and verse three, the Bible says that the Lord said unto Jacob. The Lord told Jacob to return into the land of your fathers, your kindred. The Lord told him. He, the Lord told him. And then uh, uh, in Genesis 32 and 11, now watch when you get there. Watch when you get there. That's when Jacob says, Lord, deliver me from my brother. Lord, please deliver me from my brother. My point for pointing out those two particular verses is watch this. He heard what God said. God told him to go back to the land of your fathers, of your kindred. The point that I read verse 11 in 32 is because he did what God said. He obeyed the proper way to really walk in the calling and walk in the things of God is to hear and to obey what God is saying, where God is directing. Oh my goodness. It's not just enough to hear the word, but then you must obey what God has said. (laughs) See, when you hear the word of God, it's preparing you my goodness, for what God has for you. But then when you obey the word of God, oh my goodness, then you can see the outcomes and you can have evidence that God has truly spoken to you because you are now doing it properly. You are properly obeying God. You are properly preparing yourself for the next level in God. Because I've heard what he said. I've read what he said. And then I've obeyed what he said. My my, my father, Pastor Solomon, my father used to say this all the time. He, he used to say, proper preparation pre- prevents poor performance. Mm-hmm. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. If you spend time preparing, then God can anoint what your performance will be because you have been preparing in the spirit, in his word, and in obedience to what God has said to you. Because I spent time with the Lord. Yes. Y'all, y'all don't like that. But I'm going to tell, tell you what one of the scriptures says. This one of the scriptures says that the Holy Ghost's responsibility is to bring all things to your 
<laughs> Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate that. What I appreciate the Holy Ghost brings all things to your remembrance. But see, here's the problem with church folk. I'm not talking about believers. I'm talking about church folk. Here's the problem with church folk. We want the Holy Ghost to do all the work and bring to our remembrance. But how is he supposed to bring to our remembrance that which we've never read or put in there in the first place? That's good. All right. I'm sorry. I'm meddling. I'm meddling. And so we don't read our word. We don't know what the word of God says. And so he can't bring to our remembrance something that we've never had. Uh, And so we must properly I'm trying to bring myself back down properly get to God. That's by hearing and obeying, preparing ourselves for what God has for us. Here's number four. Get to God. How do I get to God? I need to get to God prayerfully. Prayerfully. I have to spend some time in prayer. Remember, remember the same two scriptures that we just looked at 31 and three, the Lord told Jacob to go back to his fathers. And then in Genesis 32 and 11, he says, deliver me. I pray, deliver me. I pray. He prayed and he had conversation with God. I know he messed up. I know you've messed up. And I know I've made mistakes. I know I've fell short of your glory, oh God. And I've messed up, but I come to thee. You have to learn to come to God and acknowledge God. You've got to learn. Here's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about this scripture uh, uh, in the Bible where there was a man and and the man had a had a child. And the child was possessed with a spirit. And when the child was possessed with the spirit, he took the child and he brought the child uh, to the disciples and the disciples couldn't heal the child, couldn't uh, uh, couldn't cast the demon out. And so then uh, Jesus comes along and he asks Jesus, can you heal? Can you heal my child? And and Jesus says to him, do you believe y'all this hit this man's response was so dope. I yeah, I'm sorry, I can only be me. I, I can't front. I, but his response was so dope. He says to God, he says to Jesus, Lord, I believe, but help thou mine unbelief. See, when we can be real with God, God can be real with us. There's no prayer you can't pray that God hasn't already heard, that God doesn't understand. And so we need to learn to acknowledge him because the Bible says, if you acknowledge him in all of your ways, that he will direct your path in all your ways. Learn to pray and acknowledge God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Ephesians 6 and 18 says, pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And then you are to be careful for nothing but by everything. Prayer and supplication, giving thanks unto God. You have to learn to spend time in prayer. Please no, hold on, hold on. Let, let me let me help you with something. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be on time, Pastor. I promise I'm going to end on time because I didn't start getting happy enough up in here. But here's the thing. We sometimes we think that prayer is giving God this laundry list of things to do. God fix fix my nail. God fix my car. God fix my husband. God fix my wife. Fix my children. 
fix my breakfast. We, we want to give God this laundry list. But understand, sometimes prayer is just being in his presence. Sometimes worship is a part of your prayer when you're just extolling him and telling him how wonderful he is, telling him how awesome he is. Do you not know that prayer sometimes is your sitting silently and hearing what God wants to speak to you? That's the word. It's not just giving him a laundry list, but you're going to get to God. Got to get to God prayerfully. I got I got one and a half more. One and a half more. Got to get out of here. Going to get to God, you got to get to God powerfully. Get to God powerfully, Pastor. How do I, how do I get to God powerfully? Well, understand this: if you're going to get to God powerfully, you have to do this main thing right here. Everything else that I've said goes along with it. Now, everything I said, you you got you you got to do it privately. You got to do it publicly. You got to do it properly. You got to do it prayerfully. And then here's how you get to God powerfully. Y'all ready? It's deep, but it ain't deep. I know the proper terminology terminology should be, is it deep? But it's deep, but it ain't deep. Watch this. You get to God powerfully when you don't give up. Yo, if my cord was long enough, I'd probably take a pause and stand up and dance on that. When you don't give up. In verse 28, the Bible says that the angel of the Lord speaks with him and says, man, whatever your name is, it's got to be something different because as a prince, you have power with God and men. And remember, in verse 26, he told him, he said, let me go for the daybreak. And and here's what Jacob says. I will not let you go except you bless me. Oh, my goodness. Some of us have to become relentless like that and say, I will not give up. I will not let go of the hand of God. The only way I let go is if he's moving me to his next hand, which means he's moving me from glory to glory and faith to faith. I won't stop going after God. I won't stop going after his word. I won't stop going after his presence because he that hungers and thirsts after God. Y'all, I didn't around put my preaching voice on but he that hungers and thirsts after God that you shall be filled <laughs> those of you who are just tuning in I apologize for this pastor who's yelling and hollering in the mic but when I think of the goodness of Jesus and yes. all that he does for me oh, and that he's done man. for me my soul cries out and then my mouth start crying out hallelujah but hallelujah. If you're going to get to God you have to get to God powerfully You cannot give up. I know you have shortcomings. Y'all, I know all of us have shortcomings. For the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Adam messed up. He was disobedient. Uh Uh-huh. Y'all, my goodness. Abraham lied. He he, he, David had 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 a problem. He killed a man for his wife after he slept with the man's wife. Some of the disciples had issues. Peter was a cusser. Paul wrongfully accused and went after the church. And so everyone has a past and shortcomings. But my past does not dictate my future. I must get to God. If I'm going to get to God, I can't I can't give up. Okay, here's my last one. My last one. I'm done. My last one. I'm going to get to God. Get to God privately. Get to God publicly. 
get to God properly, get to God prayerfully, powerfully. And then the last one, I get to God through his promises, through his promises. I'm going right back to Genesis 31 and three. The Bible says the Lord said to Jacob, return to the land of thy fathers and to thy kindred. And here's the last part of it. I'm trying to bring my voice down, but I almost want to start dancing because the last part, here's what the last part of verse three in Genesis 31 says. He told the Lord told him to return and go back home. He says, and I will be with thee. I, oh my God, I will be with you. The Lord promised him. He spoke and said, I will be with you. And you need to understand that same promise is given to all of us because he said in his word, I will be with you even until the end of the world. He also says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Oh my God. So you can take comfort in the fact that God is with you. I know you've messed up. I know you've made mistakes. Watch this. So I know last night, about a week ago, a day before yesterday, that you smoked that. You, uh, you, you smoked some stuff that made you uh, calm down a little bit. But understand, God knew you were going to smoke it before you smoke it. It does not change his mind about you that he still called you and he's going to use you for his glory. What you have to learn to do is get to God. Get to God privately. Get to God publicly. Get to God properly. Get to God prayerfully. Get to God powerfully. And get to him through his promises. Because he promised that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Get to God. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. <laughs> 